Hello, I'm Adebisi Pelumi. Welcome to my podcast. How are we all doing? Thank you all so much for your reviews and feedback on the last episode where we spoke about anger management and we spoke about emotional intelligence to a certain level. Uh, I'm very grateful for everyone listening in. You guys are the best. Um, moving on. So today... I'm actually doing a sort of book review slash my own opinions on the book. One of the books I've been reading this lockdown. And yeah, we'll get right back into it. And I also want to apologize for not releasing an episode last week, Wednesday. I am so, so sorry, guys. Um, Due to circumstances beyond our control, we couldn't release that episode. And by we, I mean myself and my host who hosted me for the last episode all right guys so if you notice i'm struggling to really really talk properly because of my voice i have running nose or i had running nose and i decided to steam steaming was i mean initially it was a good idea yeah i i loved the the relief it gave it was nice but apparently i think i damaged some nerves in my nose because i can't smell anything since i've steamed i I can't smell anything food burning whatever it's my nose is like just breathing in air right now i I just hope it's not taking in the air you should i'm just i'm literally just using my nose to breathe i cannot perceive any scent or odor right now since i steamed i've stopped i've stopped steaming i did it like two or three times but I've stopped right now and I'm just praying to God that my nose recovers from this period so I can I can start because I love my sense of smell it's it's pinpoint but and right now I'm I'm not feeling that vibe I don't I don't like this I, I don't think I'm steaming again <laughs> no but I but the relief was nice okay for those of you who don't understand steam what steaming is steaming is when you put this um pain relief ointment that you know rub or aboniki you put inside like a bowl then you pour hot water inside and use a towel to like cover your head while you inhale the steam into you know your nostrils and it supposedly clears the pathway so you don't have any mucus lurking in your nose that's what I was recommended and I was told to do when I complained of kata which it relieved me actually up to my head to my brain i think <laughs> i was relieved but i do not like the after effect i need my sense of smell back please god if you're listening in on this podcast please god restore my sense of smell all right let's move on so the book that i want to review is the psychology of wealth yeah sounds boring right actually it's a very interesting book as a matter of fact it's one of the books i've really really enjoyed reading about wealth and i've read a lot of books about wealth trust me don't ask me why just enjoy the podcast all right so the psychology of wealth um the author is charles richards he's a phd author so let's quickly read who charles richard is charles richards phd is a doctor of clinical psychology author and licensed psychotherapist in private practice He has trained and coached the senior executives of many Fortune 100 corporations, including General Motors, IBM, Apple, Motorola, SAP, Qualcomm, 
Whirlpool, Honda. Man, this guy has been to a lot of companies. Long story short, Dr. Richards lives in San Diego, California. The book has a website actually, www.psychologyofwealth. Sorry, thepsychologyofwealth.com. www.thepsychologyofwealth.com. Hmm. Well, anyways, that's Dr. Richards for you. I don't. I have. He's a, he's a black American. He's an African American. I don't know who he is, but um, yeah. Let's get right into the book. So the first thing you see on the cover of the book is Donald Trump's take on the book. And Donald Trump said the psychology of wealth is a pertinent and comprehensive overview of the skills and mindset necessary for success. Prosperity can be achieved by anyone. And Dr. Richards shows the way. Um, I don't know about skills, but I know the mindset necessary for success was actually well documented in this book spoke about so many things so many things i recommend you get your hand on this book if you are having troubles with um understanding what wealth is by wealth i'm not talking about you know accumulating monetary value or accumulating um accolades or uh you know ostentatious goods houses and all of that i'm talking about wealth itself the mindset of wealth what 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 you what your definition of wealth is that's the whole theme of this book the psychology of wealth is simply what your definition of wealth is in other words what your relationship with money is let's let's take a little deep dive into oh yeah and um the psychology of wealth underneath is subtopic understand your relationship with money and achieve prosperity i mean these guys the way they write these books and you think that once you read the book you would immediately have the two times two times two button of how to get wealth i mean quick confession guys when i said i've read a lot of book on wealth trust me i've read a lot of book on wealth and business and i usually read those books with the wrong idea here's here's how, here's how i mean so there's this book i read um think like a billionaire become a billionaire by one other by uh, scott anderson yeah by scott anderson i read that book recently but i read it with the right purpose unlike if i had read it a few years ago for example when i read the book rich dad poor dad and um the alchemist by paulo coelho rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki see i was reading those books with the mindset that those books will teach me how to immediately start generating wealth and that was a very very wrong mindset but now when i read these books i read these books because number one i am going to be i i I believe i am a leader in a kind of influence so i want to be able to answer people when those under me ask different questions and number two i want to learn from the experiences of people who have achieved things that i want to achieve in life i can't i may not be able to you know contact them personally but when i read their books i am able to pick up one or two lessons from their experiences and that's just what i'm looking for lessons not necessary step-by-step processes on how to get well but actually lessons from life experiences <clears throat> sorry guys all right let's quickly move on if you can hear in the background you see me flipping through the page so chapter one we have how do we define wealth chapter two we have evolution of wealth chapter three finding your dream chapter four self-esteem and its influence on wealth chapter five the stream versus the rock chapter six value is what you get price is what you give i think 
<laughs> uh, chapter 7, Living Consciously. Chapter 8, The Power of Giving Back. Chapter 9, I'm Going Through a Phase. Chapter 10, Painting a New Portrait of Prosperity. Chapter 11, Knowing Where to Plant Your Feet. And in conclusion, The Whole Elephant. Everything is just about um, 223 pages if you're reading just the chapters. Then notes from notes to index makes everything 235 pages. It's uh, really, really uh, interesting. And in the book, there are a lot of wisdom nuggets, quotes from famous people. We are, the first quote here is by Johan Wolfgang. He says, whatever you think you can do or believe you can do, begin it. Action has magic, grace, and power in it. And I really, really love that quote. And that is the truth. I'm going to take my personal example. When I wanted to start this podcast, I thought I could do it. I believed I could do it. I just didn't start immediately. I, I had so many obstacles. What am I going to use to record my podcast? How do I edit? My phone has issues, blah, blah, blah. The network here. I have my cousins running around. You know, how am I going to get my audience to listen? And at one point, starting this podcast became such a burden. I could not sleep at night that I just decided the next day, you know what? I'm doing this. And that was my first episode where I just, I didn't prepare it. I didn't script it. I didn't write it. I just did it. And the rest they say is history i haven't looked back since then and i'm really really grateful action has grace trust me action is, is a beautiful thing it really is and um so we move on to chapter one how do we define wealth and the next quote here by harold thurman whitman says don't ask yourself what the world needs ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go and do that because what the world needs is people who have come alive so how do we define wealth? In this chapter, he spoke about how our different experiences from parents and from those who have raised us from childhood um, experiences help influence and define wealth subconsciously in our mind over time. You know, for some people, they see parents borrowing money. For some people, they see parents always achieving wealth and all of that. So all of these things have a way of building definitions or mindsets about wealth in the minds of the children that's you reading the book so when you trace back what you've experienced from parents from family from friends while growing up as regards finances you'll be able to understand what your mind has defined wealth as and that is going to make it easier to redefine or to modify uh unfortunately i can't go through all the chapters so i'm just going to quickly read out all the things i have learned from this book and here they are number one the psychology of wealth is giving wealth a true definition and purpose far greater than my selfish or personal interest towards a larger cause that is the psychology of wealth a definition of wealth that is much more bigger than me that is much more about um, giving back to society or about uh, my influence in life and what i'm going to do with my life or my time here on earth so when you're able to define your wealth like that you'll be able to give yourself a much much larger objective or mission in life and you find yourself achieving something the money just becomes the benefit of that achievement or you find yourself creating a dream and the money is just the benefit of that dream um to further buttress this point um, he in this book there's so many examples of people who started from nothing and you know went through so many childhood traumas so many rejections so many abuse 
so many pains and all of that scars and they came out of all of that and achieved wealth okay now he's not saying it's easy he's simply saying that is because after speaking with every single one of those people he, he found out that the definition of wealth was not actually in the monetary value of things or in in you know accumulating um ostentatious goods or, or like that he discovered that these people defined wealth as uh, time with family as giving back to the community as being able to help other people achieve their dreams they in other words every one of those people who came out of, of absolutely nothing and became something all had a far greater definition of wealth a real different mindset of wealth they didn't see wealth as money and cars and houses they saw wealth as a being a, a, a thing of uh, of being something for someone else in other words they they didn't focus on themselves the focus was not on themselves but it was on other people all right so the other thing i learned one of my key things that i loved so much from this book is personal responsibility take responsibility for my decisions and actions even and especially in finance now i cannot overemphasize this point because given the fact that we're in nigeria we tend to attribute everything that happens to some spiritual force or to some habit or addiction or generational behavior thing which is true okay i'm not going to deny the fact that there are no there are no spiritual forces at play in the lives of people but what he is saying here is that whether spiritual forces or not personal responsibility is taking decision for yourself and accepting the fact that okay your decisions have brought you thus far you do not like the results you want to change the results so you start making new decisions okay those new decisions can include starting to fast starting to pray starting to study god's word starting to i mean starting a business starting a new venture anything whatever it is it doesn't have to be grand it doesn't have to be large it just has to be one little thing take personal responsibility and take decisions for yourself start doing that that is all he's talking about and you know sometimes we tend to over spiritualize so many things whereas decisions can just actually change the results we're experiencing and you find out that in the long run just from taking one decision you end up with a totally different result than the one they are used to uh, there's this quote that says it is foolishness to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result so that's what it is about personal responsibility and the reason why i love this personal responsibility so much is i've started putting it into practice as best as i can and i've discovered that it has helped me create a whole new potential future that I, it's not really so clear yet but it, it looks like as if it's different from what i was going to land on or where i was going to arrive at if i had continued with the kind of way my life was going and one last thing on personal responsibility is this excuse me one last thing on personal responsibility is this do not let life happen to you rather start happening to life no matter how long life has been happening to you no matter how much you've been on autopilot in life you can start happening to life it's going to be hard it's going to be painful it's going to be difficult you will feel like giving up most times you have legitimate reasons to give up but keep pushing okay just stick to your decision stick to your personal responsibility and you come out on top at the end and lastly number three education educating myself in choices i do not fully understand read books i read books a lot um listen to podcasts audio tapes about people who are successful learn from their experiences you might not be able to have access to them but when you listen to them 
you will pick up one or two things and, and this is the reason why i'm able to always be able, i'm able to almost always talk about any topic that cross across different things that's because i listen to different people i listen to finance experts i listen to um, entertainment movie stars i listen to um religious leaders i listen to motivational speakers select motivational speakers thank you very much and all of that so i pick from their wealth of experience and wisdom and i'm able to draw life lessons from them and practicalize them i put them into practice actually to get results and all of that so educate yourself if you are in engineering or in the science field educate yourself on business educate yourself on art if you're in art educate yourself in science if you are you know you don't have you don't necessarily have to know everything about something just know something about everything and one way or the other you will be a versatile person you can be good at one thing okay find your one thing be good at it from that one thing you can now spread into so many things okay bill gates did microsoft it was a software and then he started jesus christ i'm starting to give examples like motivational speaker okay let's not let's not use bill gates <laughs> let's not use bill gates um let's use let's use dangote okay dangote started with dangote cement that is his one thing dangote cement if um industry is an industry it is an industry investor investing in industry and now he has spread into so many things foods whole grains and, and all of that so find your one thing like pastor kian henderson would say find your one thing then from that one thing you can do so many things don't do so many things without knowing your one thing i feel i, I feel like i'm rushing <laughs> i'm sorry guys okay so in conclusion this book is just about thinking choosing deciding and doing okay and there are so many phases to life here there's the learning phase the creating phase the perfecting phase once these three phases have been achieved the fourth and final phase is the freedom phase all right guys that is my take on psychology of wealth i can't go through all the book but i would recommend that you please if you can grab yourself a copy of this book read it and get back to me tell me what you think i think you can check youtube or if you do not check you can, YouTube, you can go to the website of the book www.thepsychologyofwealth.com or you can Google the PDF of The Psychology of Wealth by Charles Richards. Download it, read it. If you have any questions, I'll be open to answer it or and all of that. So guys, thank you very much for listening and today's episode. My next book that I'll be reviewing, I don't know, it might be the new book I'm reading now, which I'm not going to talk about yet, or some other books that I've read before, I cannot really, really tell. And guys, guess what? Guess what? I am so excited for this news. I'm working on expanding our podcast to create the ADBC Pelumi Show. I'll be hosting a lot of social media influencers, um, a lot of, by God's grace, celebrities will be talking about we'll be i think we, we just have a talk show and we'll, we'll have fun we'll enjoy ourselves um i'll get to ask the questions you guys want to ask them uh they'll give i don't know maybe shout outs whatever i don't know just wish me luck guys we are almost we, we're like at 50 percent close to achieving this so once this is achieved I would let you all know and we would start this second phase of our journey together. Thank you all for listening. God bless you. I love you all. And um, yeah, don't forget to favorite this podcast and also follow me on Twitter at IDBCPelumi Triple I at IDBCPelumi Triple I. Thank you so much. Remember, peace.